If no one sheds light on what is being done in the darkness, it will never stop. One in three girls and one in six boys are sexually abused and told to hush. Breaking the silence is the first step to healing. Healing is a lifelong journey. Find your voice. Your story matters. Pain put me into hiding. Purpose called me out. May the silence be broken. Thanks for listening to the One Voice Podcast. It's a safe place for conversation on relevant topics with real life stories to encourage and inspire you along life's journey of healing from sexual abuse. I'm Mary O'Brien with Nicole Braddock-Bromley. Nicole, one of your followers recently wrote to you, I'm going on a family vacation in August and I get scared and anxious every time we go. I don't like feeling trapped and I always feel trapped when I'm with my family. Yeah, that's a super common thought and and a struggle, I think, that a lot of us have. And the fact that 93% of sexual abuse is committed by someone the child knows, and then half of those are actually family members, I think that just goes hand in hand with a survivor of abuse feeling trapped, having struggle, going through anxiety leading up to a family vacation. And for me, I mean, I've always had that struggle and I didn't even realize that it was a struggle. I just knew when we went on a family vacation, I was anxious, I was nervous. A lot of me didn't want to go, even Mm -hmm. though I was excited about the idea. And it wasn't until I went through some counseling and really unpacked, (laughs) unpacked. (laughs) I Well, really though, like processed why I was feeling those things. And then sort of it all came back to, oh, well, I was molested on most of my family vacations as a kid and then just leaving you know your comfort zone your safe place all of that it just made sense but it wasn't until I went through counseling and sort of processed that and unpacked all that to really understand that that was why and so you know many survivors of sexual abuse I think they wish like me that they could be normal when you're going away and you're doing this this fun exciting plan yeah um in a family gathering, you're seeing people you haven't seen in a while, you're going to these cool new places. But then for me, it was always about wanting to be normal. But I realized through counseling that what I survived as a kid on family vacation wasn't normal. And so I had to almost give myself grace, I guess, Mm -hmm. in in realizing that. Well, I think for all of us and every area of life, you have expectations and you want this white picket fence, you know, American dream idea of a vacation, but life is messed up and I don't even know what normal is anymore. So it's so hard when we're carrying this baggage with us. And like you said, we want to be normal like everybody else, but Mm -hmm. we have special unique things about us that make family vacations look different Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But we have to know how to navigate through all of that to just have an okay experience Mm -hmm. If we're planning to go away. Yeah. And it reminds me of how when we went through abuse, many of us painted on a smile. We toughed it out. We survived. Um, And then it kind of happens now, too. You know, going through the motions and and doing things the way that other people expect us to. Mm -hmm. So we're living up to the expectations now in in surviving these kinds of things for other people, Mm -hmm. just like we did when we were kids. Those unspoken rules, don't speak, don't rock the boat for the sake of everybody else. You know, paint on that happy face, keep it together, enjoy things as much as you can, um, basically just get through it. 
But then there's others that don't even try. They just stay home. And for some, I think it's a healthy choice. (laughs) But for others, you know, I think that it can be a a hard choice, a sad choice, a lonely choice. And it's a choice that they make because they simply can't, you know, step out and, and survive something like a family vacation. Nicole, there's a blog you wrote a few years ago entitled Vacation Separation, which I think still holds true. Here's a little blurb from it. We struggle when our boundaries are stretched or breached. We struggle with the feeling of a loss of control. We struggle sleeping in new places. We struggle relating to new people in our living quarters or when we're temporarily living in theirs. We struggle when we don't get space and solitude. We struggle when we feel caged. We struggle when those around us seem moody, sensitive, or controlling. We struggle when we feel like we have to walk on eggshells, when we feel we're to be the peacemakers and keep everyone happy, or when we feel we aren't living up to expectation. We struggle with our beach bodies. We struggle because our normal routines that help us feel safe are still back home. We struggle because our daily support system is not operating in its normal way, and worse, sometimes technology isn't accessible to keep us connected. We struggle when we are disassociated. We struggle when we are apart from those who help us survive on a daily basis. And we struggle because the reality is many of us were abused, molested, or raped while on vacation. And we struggle because we remember. Yes, we do. Vacation is triggering. And as hard as we try to not allow it to trigger us, oftentimes we just can't stop it. So we go on these vacations, we get away from our home, we're out of our comfort zone, there's no alone time. A lot of times people are piled up on top of each other in hotels or tents. You know, we just have to find our grounding. If you're going on a vacation, if you're getting away, you have to speak up, you have to get space, you have to leave early if you need to. You have to do all of these things if you're being overwhelmed or triggered because otherwise it's not a vacation for you. It's probably more like hell. (laughs) So, you know, and I don't want to put you on the spot, Mary, but you know, you've been on a few family vacations in the last few years and you've had to make some decisions for yourself too. It's not always been easy. Absolutely. Um, I am the poster child for being a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. So it is weird for me to kind of step out of line in a way. Um, But I have had the family vacation in the past where there was some tension going on with other people, um, something that I was just feeding off of. And I was feeling um, just this anxiousness and just feeling really down. And it was making me kind of worked up. So I made the really tough decision to leave a day early. Mm. Not that I wanted to, you know, get away from the people I love, but I knew for my healthy boundaries and for my sanity, I needed to just excuse myself one day early. And that's okay. You're allowed to do stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's so funny that I've said this so many times, I get that we have these vacations with family members and they don't live close to us. So they want to soak up all the time that they have with us, whether they're, you know, visiting or we're visiting them and that's necessary to do that. But it's unnatural Mm -hmm. (laughs) because never, you know, here in our hometown, do I go out for meal after meal, ice cream after ice cream, doing a different excursion every day for like an entire week. Putt putt golfing nonstop. (laughs) You don't do that. You go out, you meet some friends or a family member for a couple of hours and then you go home to your normal routine. Yeah. You know, that's why it is unnatural. Why family vacations 
make introverts like us freak out and Mm -hmm. for me, you know, feel anxious for months ahead of time. And then if you add to that that you were abused on a family vacation, well, then, (laughs) I mean, my husband's dreams of long family camping trips are just not going to be happening for me. I'll enjoy it from my backyard hammock receiving <laughs> pictures of him and the boys and the family, yeah. <laughs> but I probably won't be on them. <laughs> so I think it's important to know your limits, um, know where to sneak away, how to sneak away, what are life giving activities for you that you can do in another place. And especially if you're an introvert, mm-hmm. I mean, you're getting, you gain your energy from within rather than externally. So for me, that means I need Nicole time for you. That means you need Mary time. Mm-hmm. For me, that also means I need Nicole and Mary time because you're my (laughs) safe person. (laughs) But you have to do those productive things um, within yourself. You have to care for yourself to build your energy back up so that you can be productive when you're in those group environments or, you know, when you're going back to normal life. So I think it's about asking for what you need Mm -hmm. and then taking it. You mentioned your people pleaser. So. I've struggled with that in the past as well. And I felt so guilty for not being super social or not doing everything every day with my in-laws on their week-long family vacation. I can remember specifically there was one time everyone was going to go see this kid's movie um, and I just didn't want to go. And I was already being triggered by a lot of things. I think it was it was the 20th anniversary of the day that um, I broke my silence about my abuse. And so I was already worked up about a lot of things. I hated this vacation to start with. Sorry to all the in-laws that are listening, but it's just the (laughs) truth. And so I finally, and it was also the same year that I was going through counseling and my counselor was helping me to find my voice. And so that was the first time I really spoke up and I said, I really don't want to go to the movie theater with all of you. I really just want to take a nap and I'm not a napper like I'm always on the go but I just decided I'm going to stay in the camper I'm just going to relax and I felt bad saying that and Mm -hmm. asking for that for myself but once I did I mean everyone was cool about it no one cared we get so worked up and it's almost like you allow yourself to be paralyzed with Mm -hmm. how they're going to respond or what if that or what if this you're playing so many head games (laughs) that it's so much easier just to ask or say, this is what I'm going to do. And then you just let it play out and it's usually fine. It was totally fine. And then when they came back, I was so revived that then I could participate. I helped make dinner where before I probably would have been cranky and grumpy and wouldn't have wanted to do that, you know? So it it was better for everybody in the long run. Um, And I think it even lets other people know where you're at. Yeah. I mean, if people care about you, then they're not surprised by what is going on if you just speak up. I remember that same vacation. I was sort of notifying the in-laws about where I was at. And that was hard for me to say, finally, after years and years of going to the same place year after year, I don't like it here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't enjoy it, but I'm here anyways. And instead of painting on the happy face, I was just honest. And topple that with my abuse. I mean, it, it made sense to people. So 
from there forward, my sister-in-laws really supported me and they even helped me to find space Mm -hmm. um, and even checked in with me. I remember them saying, Nicole, do you want to go for a long walk with us? And like that just was good for me because now they knew the struggle and it wasn't about me just trying to pretend like everything was fine and taking care of everyone else. It was about letting people know how they could take care of me, which I'm not used to, but it ended up being exactly what I needed, especially that, that specific summer. Well, and something I want to add to that, too, is that you're no longer the child who has to go with whatever these adults are telling you to do. Yeah. You get to call the shots for yourself and you don't have to ask anybody for permission. That's true. You get to tell them what you are going to do. And if that's not okay with them... That's their problem, not yours. <laughs> That's really good. See, I wish I could just take you in my pocket on all these vacations. Well, I say that now, hiding behind the microphone, but it is hard when you get in front of family and you're looking at their faces and you know the expectations are there, but I just dig as deep as I can and look at the little Mary and I just know what I need and I'm going to give her a voice. That's so good. And also, I think the whole taking Mary in my pocket thing is true. I mean, we have to know where our safe people are, even if they're not going with us. Yeah. So know where your refuge is. Um, if it's someone that's going with you, communicate your struggle with them and help let them help you. But if it's someone that's not with you, too, I mean... I'm so grateful that you're just a text message away. Yeah. And so you actually are in my pocket. (laughs) So that works out. So yeah, if you are listening and you relate to any of this, the biggest thing is that you know that you're not alone in the anxieties that you feel, the fact that you might be triggered. You need to find ways to ground yourself. Like I said, my counselor a few years ago helped me realize how important it was to care for myself, even if it meant going against the grain. And that is something I've carried with me to today. And it's helped me immensely. And then a little note for those of you who don't relate, but you know someone who does, try to understand. It's not about you. Don't make it about you. Just love that survivor in your life. Listen, support, and allow healing to take place along the journey for both of you. So give them space. Trust me, it's better for all of us. We're so glad you're here and we hope after listening, you feel that weight has lifted even just a little bit. You can subscribe, write a review if you heard something you liked, even invite friends and family to listen so more people can hear about healing. You can check us out on Facebook or go to IamOneVoice.org.